North-South Connection Broadcast Network. Hey, everybody, this is Keithy. Keithy Langston here with Alicard number 18. Uh, this is simulcast now on audio and video on YouTube on the North-South Connection Podcast Network's YouTube page. So I hope you all come and take a look and see me as well as my guest co-host this week. Uh, you can see all of his movie posters slash wrestling posters behind him and all my Legos behind me. Uh, at this time, I'd like to bring in my my guest, my friend, my brother from Southern Border, uh, JT Rosera. How are you, JT? I'm here at Special Delivery Jones as well. SD Jones, hard. nice. Uh, don't remember hard. this is. No, remember, most of my listeners don't know anything about wrestling, and that's all I ever hear is whenever I tell anybody, I go, "Hey, you should listen to my show." Everyone always says, "I don't know anything about wrestling." I go, "That's fine. I don't talk about wrestling, so you can listen to it." I go, "I talk about movies and music and television." What the hell? Everybody knows that. But uh, anywho, so we are here, a la carte number eighteen. So what I would like to talk to you about. Um, is we had kind of a discussion off screen regarding some of the recent Rolling Stones top 10 lists that have been coming out. Uh, they've been, I've been getting it blasted on my social media. It's been like the top 10 worst songs of 80s, 90s, 70s, 60s, blah, 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 blah. Uh, now, I am a fan of the 80s. You are a fan of the 90s. I think we'll split the difference. We'll give it to you and we'll say that uh, you're going to be. We're going to go over the top 10 worst songs of the 90s. And I want to hear your opinion. And you tell me if you think that you agree with this list. Uh, I've gone over the list. There are some that I agree with. But there are some that I'm kind of iffy on, if you get my meaning. So right off the bat, I'm going to say that number, the number 10 song is the Four Non Blondes, What's Up? I would say One Hit Wonder because I don't think I know any other song that Four Non Blondes sang. Uh, do you remember this song? You know, I wanna save it oh yeah, definitely. As a avid listener of uh, '90s on Nine on Sirius, you hear it all the time on there. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't. So this is the worst list you said. Top ten. This is the top worst. Ten worst. Top ten worst songs of the '90s. Right, so this is number ten. This is yes. the tenth worst song in the '90s. See, I like. Yeah. I think it comes down to the old like metric of anything, right? Like, it is it make money or is it like? like critically bad right so it's like uh, like a hulk hogan scenario um where he, yeah he's the biggest draw so this song obviously did well you know what i mean like it, it was sure. uh, a hit um yeah. successful uh but even critically I don't, I don't think it's um i don't think it's that bad i, I don't know what's uh, why I, it, you do see it often pop up on these lists but like to me i don't know what's what's bad about it? it's catchy it's got a hook um well, it's it you, you identify it with the with the time period right away Yes, it reached number 14 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it's That's where it hit the highest peak uh, for the U.S. on the U.S. Cashbox Top 100 at number 13. But it was a number one hit in Switzerland, Sweden, Norway, the Netherlands, Lithuania, Ireland, Iceland, Germany, Europe itself on the Eurochart Hot 100, Denmark, Belgium, Austria. So, I mean, yeah, it was a number one hit in several different places. So... I guess uh, you could say that it's it's probably just one of those things that aesthetically it just irritates people when they hear it. I guess. I don't know. I feel like it's become one of the like self-fulfilling prophecy situations where like someone had it on a list or hated it. And then, but see, for me at the time, I, I what was this like 93, 94? Is that is somewhere yeah. in there? Right yeah, now? 90, yeah. Yeah. It's 93. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't have been like dialed into like the critical aspects of this stuff back then. So to me, like maybe it was hated at the time. I don't know if it's a retroactive thing or not, but it feels like someone put it on one of these lists at one point and then mm-hmm. it just be, it just became a thing. And everybody just keeps dumping on it. I mean, just to, just to kind of, again, I know you're not as a huge a fan of the eighties music, but you'll know like number 10 for the worst song of the eighties is uh, mm-hmm. never going to give you up, which I mean, right. has become, has become a meme. And I feel like, yeah, it's probably not a great song. It, 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 but again, it has a catchy tune. I think it equally did some uh, pretty good success as far as like on the charts and things like that. It was always on. It was always on the radio. It's still always on the radio. You know, right. the meme they, definitely helped it have a second life in an, in an ironic and an unironic way. In the yeah. end, I think it ended up making it more popular. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't know. I don't see that as being a top ten worst song. I think of worst 80s, 80s songs. We'll see if they're on the list. Um, but well, it, it captures the spirit of the eighties well with the the hmm. synth and all that. Absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, songs that are probably worse, this is going to be progressively worse. How about uh, "I'm Too Sexy" by Right Said Fred? Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I would say that's that's probably bad. I mean, I think it's memorable. Like I remember always quote like quoting it or hearing about it. Like at that time, like people always, oh, I'm too sexy, you know, for this and right. They throw random shit in there. Um, yep. So I think it it became a um, kind of a cultural thing. But I yeah. this I would agree with this being much more likely to be on a worse list than than four sure. on blondes. Um, did you ever mix up right said Fred with drop dead Fred? the movie uh oh absolutely i mean i thought that this was on that soundtrack and then i went nope that's not it at all uh i mean this is uh billboard hot 100 all the way up to number one so, yeah i mean it was, it was a yeah. pretty popular song I know it was that. a hit so, i mean it's it's also certified platinum as far as uh oof in the u.s so yeah i don't know i mean i think this is i i to me this is and again this is a poll that has been selected by the readers mm-hmm. uh so it's not it's not one of these where it's based off of i think metrics i think it's based off of just people's own you know whether it's a guilty pleasure that they like it but they hate it or if you're just trying to look at you know songs from bands like ace of bass or nirvana or you know whitney houston mariah carey things like that i mean those are obviously going to be top 10 this is bottom 10 i guess so yeah um i mean the next one on here number eight is who let the dogs out yeah, that's bad. But again, like it's funny that all these bad songs were were cultural phenomena. Like Who Let the Dogs Out was freaking big. Like, I mean, it was yeah. everywhere. There were parody versions, it was mm-hmm. always on the radio. They played it's the funny, though, uh, music it, video a lot. It originally came out in 1998, but it didn't become a big hit until 2001. You know why? So, oh no, that would have been no, never mind. It wouldn't after that. But it also got big again, I feel like, with the hangover, and that was what, oh seven? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they play it in there and I think like it kind of got yeah. a bounce, but it became yeah. a very big um, sporting event song. Like, I feel like they started playing it a lot at like arenas and stuff. And I think that mm-hmm. probably was a big part of it. Um, yeah. But sure yeah, it's another one. added his walk up song at walk. Yeah. Theme. It was, it was one of those ones that was, I think popular and um, a cultural thing, but yeah, that mm-hmm. that's one I would agree is critically bad. What's nine and uh, eight in the eighties. Let's do both. Oh, okay. Uh, number nine is uh, "Putting on the Ritz" by Taco. Uh, See, I like that yeah, song. That's a good song. I do. That's what I'm saying. Like the '80s list. The '80s list really irritated me because while I can understand kind of why people don't like them, I'm like, these are not bad songs. Like it's you know, "Putting on the Ritz" is a pretty you know, it's a 
first of all, whenever I think of putting on the Ritz, I think of Young, young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great it's a great scene. So I have no yeah. problem with the song itself. But it was a very catchy tune. Uh, and I and I liked it. The uh, number eight is uh, Mickey by uh, Tony Basil. And it's like, that's a great song, too, because it's just See, a good it's a good dance song. You know, I don't like that song, but I think it is. There's like a time. The 80s stuff is interesting to me because obviously I grew up in the 80s. Right. But I can't mm. say it was like super dialed into 80s music in the 80s. Like my mom was more my dad was like all Motown and like 50s and 60s shit. So like we listened to a lot yeah. of that. And my mom was more like soft rock. Right. Mm. Um. But the 80s Renaissance nostalgia era was when I was in college. So it was like mm -hmm. that 2000, 2001, 2002, when like everyone started to discover, like all the websites started popping up. Like, do you remember this? And worse, this. And remember the 80s? I love the 80s. Like all that stuff's really started to get big in like the early 2000s. Right. And those songs get into rotation, like dances and events and stuff. I think I got mickeyed out during that time frame because I kind of got sick of it. It's, so it's funny in the article they talk about how at the time this was 1982 and at the time right. there wasn't really many songs on in, on or many videos on mtv so mickey got played a lot and mm -hmm. i remember mickey on being on mtv because we had mtv you know i had a teenage sister and so we had you know man tv was on a lot so i remember that but i think that part of it too is that because you know the it's a she's play she's a cheerleader she's dressed as a cheerleader she's a cute little cheerleader and say it kind of like sparks that you know that little right. hmm, inside of you and that's probably why i have a, a fond memory of this but i it also doesn't feel like an 80s song though. I, I will say that it doesn't feel 80s to me like i don't know what era it feels like but it doesn't feel like early 80s i'll say that at all no me. like no no because when i think of early 80s i tend to think of the music that was in like freaks and geeks that, that, that kind of like almost like that. Right, the who. Yeah, um, like that just, well, that end of the 70s, like, you know, disco yeah. is dead. Here comes like some sad rock, you know, like right, right pre, the early 80s is real, is really pre uh, hair band music for right. me. Kiss, I mean, right. Kiss, right. I mean, Kiss yeah. is still big in the early 80s, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so I think of that. But, you know, uh, that's number eight for that. Uh, you know, I'll say this right here. Number seven is Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. I mean, that's a oof, oof, <laughs> like that's a, yeah. I don't I agree with that. I mean, yeah, that was song was everywhere, but that song sucks. <laughs> well, it's almost more like a spoken um, yes poem than like a song. Yeah. The video is kind of weird, too. Uh, but again, again, it resonated. It's like to me, it's like a it was a super pop. Everyone knows Don't Worry, Be Happy. They know the voice sure. like Bobby yeah. McFerrin. You probably never know that name if you didn't know the song. Um, so family I think guy has that, family guy has that great gag of him falling on the stairs. Yeah. So like, I find it interesting again, that so far all five songs that we've, or six, however many we've done between the two lists. Yeah. None of them are just like shit songs that are like everyone. Hate. Like, I feel like these all had moments in the sun and maybe that's why they make the list. Right. Cause they're saying they're popular shitty songs. I don't, I don't know. Does that make them right. shittier that they got popular? I don't know, but. I, I mean, number seven for the 90s, I vehemently am against it being on this list, and that's My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah. It's so stupid. That song's great. Like, How's that yeah. a bad song in any, in, in any world? How's that? Like, A, it's a, it's a good like love song. Two, it's the theme to the biggest movie in history up until like the last couple of years. Yep. Um, it was synonymous with it. And as someone that worked in a grocery store in 1998... I can tell you, I heard that goddamn song multiple times a day. 
Um, so it was everywhere. I mean, everywhere that song. Everywhere, I worked, everywhere. I worked at a bank in 1998, and I heard the same thing. So yes. everywhere. But I don't think <laughs> it's a bad song by any means. I, I don't. No. That doesn't make sense to me, and especially no. it being the theme to the the biggest grossing movie in history. It's crazy. Now I would say number six might fall correctly on this list, and that's Mbop. And uh, that's just because that song, I, I can't get behind a band uh, of a bunch of kids singing a song. I'm sorry. It's, it's not going to, it's not going to. Yeah. But they hit their audience. Like, I mean, they, they're, they're a little bit early on the boy band thing, right? They're like a weird little bridge between like new kids era and then like Backstreet Boys, which is coming right on their heels because Backstreet Boys are earlier. They're earlier than you think. Backstreet Boys is like 96. Like you always think of them as like 98, 99, but they're really they're, 96. They're, yeah. It's 96 they start. Mm. Um, and I think Umbop is what 95. So they're like right, or maybe it's even is it even later than that? It's 97. Oh shit. All right. So the Backstreet yeah. Boys is even before them. Um, but, but they were super, they were super over like with their demographic yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought when you were but saying the song Bridge makes the Gap, no sense. When you were saying Bridge the Gap, I wanted you to say Menudo so bad. Because <laughs> yeah. No one ever references Menudo, but you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna get that from you. Uh, how about uh, number five on this list is uh, "Tub Thumping" by Chumbawamba. I knew it was coming at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it is. Again, we keep repeating ourselves, but I think it it fits the tone of what we've already talked about, right? It's yeah, yeah it's a stupid song. It doesn't make sense, but it was like a cultural zeitgeist moment. Like everyone, I fall knocked down, like I mean, like every sporting event. I'm sure some gonna, fucking. I'm sure politicians are coming out to it at rallies and stuff. Like you know, I, it, it was a rallying song. I'm gonna say a very controversial statement right now. I equate this song the same way I equate uh, "Tessie" uh, by the Dropkick Murphys or uh, "Shipping Up to Boston" by the Dropkick Murphys or um, anything by the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> I just it's just it's the drunken Boston, <laughs> South Boston Irish guy who's just. Hey man, let me get another Bud Light. And I just, I detest that. Being a Bostonian, I detest that. So you know, yeah. I mean, the, but again, like it was. What this had to get to number one, right? At some point, it, what was the highest it got? Because it was everywhere. This is another one that was on the radio. You couldn't escape it in in '98, whenever the hell it dropped. Yeah, um, yeah. This was. It was. Uh, it came out in August of 1997. Is when the single came out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was this reached all the way up to uh, number one on the adult top 40, number six on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on mainstream top 40, uh, number one on modern rock tracks. Yeah, it was everywhere. I mean, you could it was everywhere. It. I think it's yeah. I mean, it probably warrants a spot. On the list. I do. It's coming. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. It's not you know, it's not the worst song out there, but it, it do you was think just the name the of the band plays into it. It's such a stupid band name that like that makes it feel even worse. Oh Jumbo yeah, Wumba. yeah. Well, it's also tub something. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's like, a it's, dumb name. You know? yeah. yeah, it's a dumb name. I mean, this song should have just been called "Knocked Down," right? Is, yeah. is it's knocked down, down by, uh, you know, by uh, O'Brien and the O'Briens, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's something different. <laughs> right. Part of it is like <laughs> part of it is with the Dropkick Murphys. Like, I just hate that name. <laughs> you right. know? I can anyway, uh, but that's me. Um, yeah, uh, number. So where are we? Number. Going to the 80s, uh, Rock Me Amadeus, number six by Falco. I don't know how dare anybody say Rock Me Amadeus. Yeah. I mean, any any song that is 
turned into a uh, a musical number in The Simpsons. Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. Yeah, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. I mean, come on now. But uh, no, yeah, Falco's Rock Me Amadeus is kind of odd. Uh, it's it's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here. And I, I feel like the trend with the but, '80s list is it's. Yeah. Songs that don't fit the pattern of what songs were. Like besides Rick Astley, I think that's like a stereotypical 80s song. Um, yeah. but you think of Mickey, um, you think of uh Rock Mabadeus, you think of mm-hmm. uh, Put on the Ritz, they're all yep. very like weird and unique and like odd. But also don't worry that's the, yeah, but that's the 80s to me. Like the 80s is the decade yeah. of oddity. Like it's yeah. let's try different shit. We're gonna have this weird instrument and this stupid guy dance. Like to me, like you know, uh men without hats, where the fuck are men with hats when I said men with hats. Oh my god, it's amazing you said safety men dance. the safety dance is number five. All right, I knew it was coming up, but because it's the yeah. same good thing, right? It it doesn't make sense. It's a stupid song that but again, it's an iconic 80s song, like yeah, you know, and it's a it's another uh to keep pulling up movies. This is how you know it's popular that it works because Saving Silverman, uh yep. when he says he did the the talent show, you can dance if you want to. Um, yep. so it's like you know, th- these songs resonate on some level. There's a, and there's another there's another movie that the safety dance is in. Uh Hot Top Time Machine. Yeah, yes, it is. But it's like another movie that's not like an 80 like I want to say like a, there was a Sandler movie that may have had it. I don't know if it's I don't know if that's Probably. true or not. I might be I might be mistaken it with something else, but I feel like there's another movie that that's in uh and it's in you you see it and they're kind of doing like a they're doing like the walk where they're just like kind of all in like the <laughs> the conga line or whatever and it's just, yeah. I I I think uh yeah. No, I saw House of Time Machine. It was on a TV the other night. I didn't catch it all. I caught like 20 minutes of it. It's so good. I got to bring have back at the movies to do it. Hot Wait, Mission? Oh, okay. You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. I saw it in the theater. I've seen it a million times. It's yeah. it's one of my favorites. Oh my god, we went to the we went to see that in the theater because of the name. We were like, we have to see this movie. This movie's just gonna it's be so good. complete nonsense, and it ends yeah. up being a great story. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It, it is a good story too. It's like story about yeah. you know childhood friends and growing apart and staying sure. together. Like it's it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Did you see the sequel? I think I saw it once. It wasn't wasn't the same. Because yeah. who replaces uh what's his name? They swapped oh. the. Yeah, it's um they take out uh, John Cusack and they replace yeah. him with. Do they even That's replace him? They do. It's um, I can look it up now because I think everyone else is in it. Rob Corddry, I think, is still in it. Yeah, Rob. Um, yeah, Rob Corddry's like the yeah, and then um, isn't uh Nick Duke? No, Nick Duke. Uh, Clark Duke, whatever his name is. Clark Duke, yeah, um, yeah, and, and then uh, Clark Duke. Yeah, Corddry, Craig Robinson. Uh, who the fuck else is it? Oh God! It's yeah. It's the I know who it is. Adam it's Scott. Like, Adam Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott. That's who it is. Yeah, and I love Adam Scott. And he's but great, but I don't know. This wasn't the same. Isn't Crispin Glover in the sequel too? Like, does okay. he still show up in the sequel? Yeah, Crispin. <laughs> it's fine, but the first one's it's like really good. The first one's great, but it's that's a movie that didn't need a sequel. So you know yeah. that that list could go on for days. Uh, let's see. What do you want? Eighties or nineties? We got number four. So what, you, what have we done? The five of both. Top bottom five. Top, of both. Yeah, we have five of both. So we have four left for each. All right, let's do f- number four from the 80s. Okay, oh, yeah, number four from the 80s is uh, this. I am, I want to punch my computer screen right now. Wake me up before you go, go. How dare anybody ever not have, like, ever put Wham on a worst list? Like, give me and a another break. great movie tie in with the uh, Zoolander when they're right. throwing, splashing the gas at each other and then they all blow up. Um, but I think, again, Keith, we're seeing it's a consistent trend. 
it's like odd songs with odd approach and odd beat like that seems to be what they classify as bad for the 80s like something that was outside the box because that's another one that's kind of like different and weird and poppy dance kind of style in fact if you cut right when he says wake me up and you cut it right there that's a perfect way to end like a scene because that's all dramatic because it's just such a good cut but that's and everyone's always going to finish that line that's how you know it's a popular song right before you go go don't leave me hanging like a yo-yo i'll do number three uh because the last two songs are very 80s but the number three song here is lady in red which i feel this is a this is a big eight. This is an eighties vibe song. I this feel list like. is stupid. <laughs> See, you do know most of these eighties songs. <laughs> I do. Um, I just wanted to make sure you did the nineties too. But, and that's uh, pretty. Is that Pretty Woman? No, that I think. Uh, what was, what it, was means, it in? It was in. Uh... Well, I don't know if it was in. It, there's a movie, the the Woman in Red, which is Gene Wilder, and that came out like two years beforehand. I think that it is in that movie. Uh, so, you know, this would have come out probably when a woman in red. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's in, it's in American psycho. (laughs) And then, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking. I thought I was thinking of, yeah, no, it's not. No, I think you're thinking, yeah, pretty woman. You're thinking of, um, well, King of wishful thinking for sure. Yeah. I love that song. (laughs) That soundtrack. That's no, it's not. That soundtrack's actually pretty bomb. (laughs) Pretty Woman soundtrack. I used to, I was really big into soundtracks when I was a kid, like back when you would buy tapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was really, I was really oh, yeah. big into, into getting soundtrack tapes. Like Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. That's how yeah, Oh, God, Wayne's World was, yeah. Oh, I remember buying the, I remember buying the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody single, uh, cuss single, cuss single because of, yeah. because of Wayne's World. And then, God, what was on the backside of it was, um, I think it was, uh, the show it was no, it wasn't the show must go on. I forget what song it was, but and the backside, I was like, even the backside of the single is awesome. So yeah, and I mean at that time I really didn't have much more knowledge of Queen other than that, and like you know, we will rock you, we are the champions. Right. So yeah, but uh Lady of Red was definitely a huge um I mean, I knew it in the 90s, just from it was played at every dance, every wedding, yeah. every yeah. event. Like that was yeah. like the big, you know, Got all the way up to number if, three on the Billboard Hot 100. Dance for four minutes, spread apart with your arms. Sure. That was like that big one. Yeah, yeah. The Even worst, the most people. awkward one. I mean, I know it's probably a big surprise to you um, that I was extremely awkward. Obviously, with with the ladies in high school and earlier. Ladies um, in red. Yeah. So this is like, so we go to this. Uh, I went to an all boys high school. So um, we used to have our dances. They would bring in the girls from the all girls high school. So, and then others could come too, but that, that was how they would force the mixer because they weren't, we couldn't just do it ourselves. Um, so the whole night, I'm just like, whatever, just hanging on my friends. And my cousin um, is like, oh, my, like, I have a friend to, you know, whatever, maybe be interested in, you should ask her to dance or whatever. So I'm like, all right. So I go up and I'm like, my cousin comes with me and she's like, oh, you guys should dance. So she's like, okay. So we go to dance. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take a guess what song? It was not Lady of Red. Think of like the most longest possible awkward song to be stuck dancing where you're not in any way capable of talking to a girl. So it was complete silence the entire time. Oh boy. Um, because I was of course fucking nervous and didn't know what to say. Um, um hmm. was it uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light by any chance? No, but it's about probably the same length. <laughs> oh god. 
stairway. I don't know. What yes, was it was stairway to heaven. Stairway to heaven. <laughs> like that is so like a weird song to slow dance right? to. So I'm slow dancing a stairway to heaven, like with a girl for like eight like minutes. I not say a word. I'm like, this is like the longest eight minutes of my fucking and life. As we wind on down the road. Oh my god, it was like end, end already. Our it was so stronger than our soul. <laughs> I remember she told my cousin, she was like, he didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, what do you want? I was nervous. And then David. it was she weird. Like, dancing for eight minutes. She's like, man, this song is great. What was I going to say? Oh, did you see fucking Raw last week? I don't know. You know. <laughs> did you see Goldust yeah. against Shawn Michaels? You know, that's what. You know what? Maybe. Maybe that would have been the future miss. Did you watch Sports Center 35 times like I did this week? What if What if she said yes? What if she was like, yeah, man. That's I know, uh, right. Yeah. What yeah if a lot of girls were into 1995 WWF, I can tell what you. What if she told you that she was a big hotspot. fan of like, what if she said, I'm a big fan of Quang? Like, would you have been like really upset? <laughs> I like a better Savio Vega. If, um. <laughs> If it wasn't if it wasn't WWF or WCW, Seinfeld or sports, I had nothing to say. That was that was it in 1996. So you see the most recent episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, believe me, I wasn't any better at. uh, I think I I think I scared the shit out of my assistant principal one time because they started playing. I swear they started playing like either something by STP or they played like Smells Like Teen Spirit like at the end, and I started like to mosh pit, and it was just, they, I was not the type of person that they thought would ever do a mosh pit, so they were like really weirded out to see me like, you know, like thrashing, and yeah. But, My, uh, we yeah. should be, uh, yeah. I don't know why well, we're so awkward. Oh, well, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, well, yeah, I mean, you, have you ever talked to Pete about, you know, bringing in the the girls from the Catholic school? Because that's what he had to go through at Malden Catholic. It was yeah. rough. It was tough. But yeah, it's like because you just had none. And and in that universe, you're so used to not caring. Like, so right. I didn't give a shit about my peer. Like, I wore the same fucking tie every day. Like, I didn't give a fuck, right? right? Because you're not yeah. there. Like, who cares? You look the um, same as every other guy. Right. So unless you just knew someone, like we either all knew the same girl, right? That was like dating a friend or whatever. Like that was it for our group. Or mm-hmm. They'd bring in these girls to these events. I had no other way. This and the internet was so new, you didn't know what that was about, right? Sure. I think I've told the story on some podcasts before, but I, I talked to a girl on the internet in like 1996 that knew like one of my great uncles. She like lived in the same building. It was something weird. So again, it was another mixer. We set up to to meet at this mixer. Um, so we we're like, I was all excited. I'm like, oh, you know, finally. So I get there and me and my buddies are like walking around the dance trying to find her. And there's this, this group, Keith, and I feel bad to this day about it. She must have been like four foot five. And the rest of the group was, would have been like, what well, my house is going to look like watching the Royal Rumble, right? Like you, Grooney, you know, like Scott. Like, I mean, that, like, right, that's the friends. And so we kind of passed by. I don't make any contact. And I don't think we had shown a picture. So, like, we didn't know what each other looked like. Sure. And um, so I go to the cafeteria. We regroup, me and my buddies. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like, I just can't do it. So, one of them goes out and kind of finds him. He's like, oh, you, so-and-so. She's like, yeah, Justin got in trouble. Uh, last minute, he couldn't go. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but I felt bad because I did like talking to her. I wish I wasn't so superficial. Like, it could have been, been like cool. Maybe maybe we would have gotten along. But I just panicked in the moment because I'm like, and who was I? I'm like, bullshit. I wasn't some fucking stud. I mean, so I don't know why I thought I was any better. But um, I had yeah. I had a couple of – I had two two similar stories I'll tell you about real quick. Um, so I was in scouts, I was in boy scouts when I was a kid and 
uh, we used to go on a, a camping trip every year. It was called Operation Polar Bear, and it was like a winter camping trip. And I loved, I used to love going into camping. Wasn't this the premise for heavyweights? <laughs> it might have been. So we went to, when I was 18, once you turn 18, you're an adult in scouting. You can no longer be a boy scout or whatever, but you could be like a assistant scoutmaster. Like you can be like a, a leader. So I had said, um, yeah, I think I'll go and I'll just go to this Operation Polar Bear. Cause again, it was like one of my favorite trips to go on. And, uh, and I walked around like we had like it was basically I was 18 and then there was like a whole bunch of my friends that were 17 because I was friends. You know, we were friends when I was 17 and they were 16 and 16 and 15 and so forth. So I walked around with them the whole time and you do all like these different little exercises, but it's a it's a Boy Scout Girl Scout joint trip. So the Girl Scouts are also competing against the Boy Scouts in all the events. Right. And we happen to be constantly meeting up with this one group of girl scouts that had a similarly aged like adult leader with them as well and her and i were talking like the whole time because like while they're off doing shit on the course we're standing back and we're just talking and the weirdest thing is they do like a mixer at the night where it's like all the right. kids that are over the age of like 14 get to go to like a dance and then all the kids under the age of 14 go and watch like a movie and i mean we had gone to this thing every year and it was the worst it's the worst because it's such a forced <laughs> It's the so same like exact, yeah. It's the same exact thing, like that forced like dating thing. But I ended up like getting her number, and we hung out a couple times. And I think, like, needless to say, there was one night where I thought things were going to get a little sexy, and they didn't. And she came, he like was she like stayed over at my dorm room, and she came out of the bathroom with like flannel pajamas on, and I was like okay, this is going to be odd. <laughs> and so I, the next morning I was like, Hey, you want to go for breakfast? We went out to breakfast. I said, all right, I'll see you later. I'll call you. And then I was like, delete. I like deleted her number. Flannel like, pajamas did on. It was it. Flannel pajamas, flannel pajamas, flannel pajamas. Thank you. Say that 10 times fast. And then, uh, right at the beginning of when, do you remember like online dating, like through Yahoo, like Yahoo personals and shit like that? Yeah. I had, <clears throat> I had been talking to a girl who, um, the only thing I, the only thing that we really had in common is that we were both Harry Potter fans. That was it. <laughs> okay. I know. Right. And, um, I tell this to my friends, my friends are like, you're the biggest piece of shit. And I go, I know. And we had agreed to meet and I had gone to the place where we were going to meet like really early. Cause I was nervous. And I remember it was like January or February. So it was freezing out and I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, and I see her pull up and she gets out and let's just say. She looked like she could have played. She looked like she could have been the center. Hagrid? Like the yeah, she was like, yeah, she looked like Hagrid. Like she was a giant and it wasn't, and I was not my best moment. And I just kind of did one of these, like, <laughs> and I drove away and I like left. <laughs> it's just awkward, right? Because you're, you come up so superficially, but it's sure. just how, how we're wired, right? But it's well, like, then you look I back know. and it's like, yeah. I mean, you know when you're attracted to somebody, and what am I gonna? But know, it's tough I, as a teenager because you're not gonna, gonna probably look that. like you did then, right? I mean, you're gonna age differently, and you're gonna grow out of the awkward stage, and it's like it's hard to project what that looks like, right? Like I don't know on I both always, sides. It's I was a stud from youth, so you know that you're looking at right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I should have anyway. been thankful that that girl wanted to even talk to me. I was like, what kind of Patronus team you produce? <laughs> right that's what i'm saying like who the fuck were we like I know. so what if she's oh if she's like half my size like whatever that could have been cool Oof, i don't know but uh yeah well you know you made a choice and uh 
I, I, I commend your friends for at least you had friends that were yeah. To, that Bill were Serpa, to, man. Know. Bill Bill Serpa was a good dude. It came down meningitis though, senior year. It was rough. He was out out of school for a while. Huh. Shout out, shout out good to guy. him, good, Bill Serpa. Good guy. So that was uh, that was Lady in Red. His cousin Ron yeah. Serpa was a good guy too. I, I see him on Facebook every now and then. Oh yeah, Ser- Serpa boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I just love when you talked about like leaving room for the Holy Ghost. That's a that's a very Catholic school thing. Uh, let me see. All right, number four in the '90s, we have this. You have to guess what's coming up, right? If I was to give you a guess of like two or three songs, which one of them you think would it be? For the 90s? Um, it's uh, yeah, I'm drawing blanks. So I'm just guessing out of it. Give me like a time or a, a genre uh, or something. Okay. 1990, rapish. <laughs> I'll say rap, but rap-ish. Hmm. All right, just give it to me. We got a lot, of, ice, lot to get ice, through. Ice so. baby. Oh, see, I wouldn't have thought that. Like, that's not a bad. Oof. What is their criteria? That it's not cool for them? Like, <laughs> Isis Baby was a fucking like monster hit. Everyone had the vanilla ice pants. Everyone did the vanilla ice dance. In the in the description here, it says watching the video is like opening up a time capsule. Did we really think Vanilla Ice was so cutting edge in 1990? Watch him dance. Yeah, it's a time capsule to an awesome time. Like, who's doing this? Are these like fucking 23-year-olds that are like too cool for the 90s Probably. doing these lists? I mean, who still reads Because no one that grew up in 1990s putting that song on that list. All right. What about uh, Achy Breaky Heart? Yeah. That song sucks. No. It's not, But again, like, I don't know. Maybe it's again like the... <laughs> the wrestling guy in me that like defends no. the money like oh, that song was a big fucking like you make music for your audience right like he made that for a particular audience that is into wait, wait a minute was billy ray cyrus involved in, i forget was he involved in wrestling no no <laughs> oh but it's it's because it's the it's a it's a wrestling mentality yeah. of you're you're putting on a show for your fan base okay. and trying to draw money that like it's that old argument that versus like being critically acclaimed content, but it's going to draw money. Pal. Like Billy Ray is making that song for country pop bands that like to do line right. dancing. And there is going to get a million hours of airtime on light one Oh five and everything else. Right. And like achy breaky heart fucking aired constantly made that guy a millionaire and brought us Miley Cyrus. Okay. For better or worse. I right, take it easy. Um, these, the, the I'll tell you, two, Ninja uh, Rap by Vanilla Ice is on here. I'm going to lose my mind. No, no Ninja Rap. I'll give you that. Ninja Rap is not. So Yo Baby, Yo Baby, Yo is good. It's safe. Uh, neither is, um. well, that would have been in the 80s. Can't touch this, but MC Hammer's not on this list either. But uh, Good. Number two on the 80s. Well, list. I already know what number one on the 80s is going to be. But God, tell okay, me number, number two. two. Number two is the final countdown. Oh, Europe. my God. You know, I love that song. Why is again they're punishing songs that tried to be different in the 80s? A magician named God. That's all I gotta say. Right. And also uh Daniel <laughs> Brian Danielson. Um <laughs> yes. I used to I love like one of my favorite Chris Colo stories. Um on my old iPod, right? Like you're pulling, you're downloading shit from every fucking illegal stream you can. It's not always gonna populate with the proper information. So right. we're at a party and uh for whatever reason, this version of Final Countdown I had had come with uh, that it was on the Rocky Four soundtrack. So it's the Final Countdown Rocky Four, right? So that's what it said on the thing. I didn't put it there. I just downloaded the fucking music to my iPod. So I remember it's playing and he goes and looks at it. 
and he gets all fucking mad. He's like, I don't remember Final Countdown being a Rocky Four. I'm out of here. And he storms up the fucking stairs to the I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't fucking know. So mad. He got so mad. You got mad but about it, the placement of the of the song. But it sounds it does sound like a song that could have been on Rocky Four. I don't think it's absolutely. Yeah. With a broken heart. I mean, that's right up there. I think yeah. isn't that Europe? I think it yeah, is. It is Europe. Uh, but yes. I, I, it's not Asia. It's Europe. Uh, but I don't know why. Uh, again, mm. I, I feel like they're just trying to put weird songs. Like, it's such a stupid list. Um, that's well, number two, number two for the 90s is uh, the Macarena. So, again, a massive hit. You couldn't go anywhere in 1996, 97 without Macarena. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the recently I was watching, recently we were, my brother was watching. Something on P, not PBS. It was on, I forget what it was on, but it was like Roblo was hosting like the 90s and they were talking about like everybody doing it. And you see people, and it's so bad when you see like you saw like uh, like Bill Clinton and uh, uh, who's the guy they ran against? Um, Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Yeah. Bob Dole's doing like, I'm and it's just, it's so bad. Like, come on, man. Oh, really? yeah. Because it became what it was meant like. I'm sure they were trying to make it cool, but what it became was the anthem for the old awkward white people. Like that did it every wedding and every event. Like again, every event I went to in that era, the Macarena played. When um, when was the last time you were at a wedding or an event where they played it? I, I want to say it was probably recent because I go to a lot of school, like elementary <laughs> uh, school dances and stuff. Um, so I, I want to say it's probably not that long, long ago. Um, but people at weddings. Older people love line, like my mom sure. is up there for like every line dance at a wedding. Yeah. Every line yeah. dance, whether it's the yeah. Cupid Shuffle, whether it's Macarena, whether it's uh electric slide, like they're out there oh. for all of them. So it's just the next oh. in that lineage of those types of songs. And there's like it's the electric slide of the late 90s, and then it's the Cupid Shuffle, and then I'm sure I'm missing another one, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's a song that um to the left, to the left, to the left. I forget the one, it's the song that it's so uh, Bob Heck of Bob Heck Entertainment, Pittsfield's number one entertainment destination. I just always <laughs> like to throw it out there. But Bob Heck is like, he's like one of five. I think he's, no, he's got, yeah, he's four brothers. He's like one of five. And at his wedding, I forget. Oh, it's the, oh God. Cha-cha slide. It might be the cha-cha slide, I think. And yeah, that's another one. Him and, his, him and his like four brothers. And like, I think even his dad like did it at his wedding. And I remember sitting there watching this going. Jesus, can 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 a bomb just go off right now? <laughs> like, it's the worst. But it goes back, right? Even like the twist. I mean, that's like an older one. Um, Cotton Eye Joe was kind of in that realm, right? Of like a. I, yeah. Um, so I think whatever. we. So, I, I mean, think yeah. I think what we're trying to say is is that um, any song that makes um, white people awkwardly dance in a line should be banned at all events, right? Yeah. But again, it was targeted to a specific audience that it worked for. Yeah, doesn't mean it's any good. <laughs> But, Depends where your definition of good is, I guess. All right. Now we're at the number one for both. Number uh, one for 80s is We Built the City. It always is. On every 80s list. One, a thousand percent. Starship. We Built the City. I don't... Ugh, I, have a, I, have a, I have a tough... I have a really tough problem with Starship. Uh, because, I don't know. They weren't as horrible as everybody thinks. But uh, you know that uh, Bernie Toppin co-wrote this song bernie Toppin, er, elton john's lyricist co-wrote we built <laughs> not a surprise <laughs> it was a dirtest break from elton it might have been yeah <laughs> um, i don't when know he's back on the farm I, I don't know like i feel like it's uh 
again, it's all right. Like it's it is kind of silly. Like it doesn't really make sense. Um, but I don't know. It's well known. Now, I always associate now with Tony Deppen uh, from, from GCW because he uh, he said he wanted to pick. I don't know if you read the interview why he used it, but it was like he wanted to pick like the most annoying bad song because he's such an asshole heel. But now it's become like synonymous with him, and it's like right. everyone like sings it when he comes out and stuff. So it's it kind of backfired a little bit, but. Um, I think it was big in Glow too. Right? Did they play it in the, in the Glow series? I feel like there was a big yeah, episode. Probably because it's an '80s song. I mean, it came out yeah. like what 1984, maybe four. Like yeah, 1985, 84, 85. So I mean, it's I never minded it, but it's no, every list has it as number one. It's stupid. Any list yeah. you see of the worst songs of all time or the worst '80s songs, it's always number one. It's it's lazy journalism. It is lazy journalism, and I'll tell you right now, it's not that bad. Peter Wolf. Uh, Peter Wolf, who uh, I believe is a very... If it's not David no, it's Wolf, not, I don't care. No, it's not David, no. <laughs> <laughs> or Moto Flambe. Peter, Peter Wolf, not David Wolf. So, or what? Who you know so my Moto Flambe joke. Everyone did today. I was very upset. Could have got one fucking smile emoji. It was a great deep cut joke right there. You I'm sorry, Moto I ran. You mean Moto Flamboyant? Moto Flamboyant. <laughs> I did see that in all caps. I was like, wow. Motive flamboyant produced this song. Um, Yeah. Anyway. All right. What's the nineties number one? So I can get mad. Uh, Well, give me, give me a time and like a genre. Let me see if I can guess. 1997. It's like a girl song, I guess. It's not spice girls though. Oh, it's a better be wannabe. Um, A girl song from 1997. Is it like yeah. pop? Yeah, pop song, yeah. It, I'll give you a hint. It would have been very apropos to come out and be re-released in 2023. I don't know. Um, Barbie Girl by Aqua. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. song sense. Yeah, I can see that being number one. I guess I don't have too many qualms with that. Yeah. Okay, but, Ken. No, I mean, is there is there anything that screams to you that would have been an equally as bad song? We'll stick with the '90s since it's your your mm-hmm. area of expertise that you think like should have been on that list as opposed to any of the other ones we had mentioned. I mean, you mentioned MC Hammer. I don't think um, I don't think uh, I don't know if you can't touch. You can't touch. Should be there, but I, I would say Prey. Prey is pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. You get to pray just to make it today. Um, I think uh, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone is pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, that song got a ton of play. Yeah, it did. Uh, I'm going through like, some lists right now. Like One has LFL, Summer Girls, but I, that mm. was a super catchy song as well, even though it didn't make sense. But the Abercrombie oh, yeah. Fitch, everyone knew that. Yeah. Um, Informers on there. Fuck that. That was great. Oh, Snow. Oh, God. Living La Vida. This song has... Shania Twain, you're still the one I want as the tenth number ten worst songs of the nineties. Are you fucking? That was another me? like huge prom song or at least you know, teen dance song. This is higher by Creed at six, which I don't agree. Uh Crash Just Dummies. Mm-mm, I don't think that's bad. Um Lou Bay, like, Mama Number Five. I think that could have been on here. That's that's a Mama Number Five. One. I like uh my favorite story of Mama Number Five is uh Boston Chris went to go see Lou Vega and he played Mama Number Five like six times. Or like five, oh, did he play it five what times? He gonna play? But he came out, he opened with it, <laughs> and he sang like another couple songs. Then he did it again. Then he did another couple songs. Then he did it again. Then he left, and he came out and he did it 
he did it like twice for an encore. I was like, what? <laughs> the uh, they have their number one on this list from BuzzFeed was Limp Bizkit's Faith, which I, that that also was not great. Their cover, yeah, that's not no, no, that's a very yeah. All right, I gotta stop a, looking at this list. Look at this a, is Vice's. He's a very acquired taste, Limp Bizkit, I feel yeah. like, you know. I like Limp Bizkit in general. All right, listen to this. If you want to really get mad, this is how we're going to wrap this segment. I'm going to read you uh, Noisy by Vice. Um, okay. They are 13 worst songs from the 90s. This is from 2015. Okay. Are you ready to punch a hole through your screen? Yes. Anything you thought was on that 80s list that was bad, get ready. All right, here we go. Okay. Top 13 worst. Uh, they're not numbered, so I don't know if this is in any kind of order or if they just gave their worst 13. Um, we cannot bear to hear them, they say. Radiohead, Creep. The fuck? Okay. Yeah, that pisses me off already. Blink-182, All the Small Things, which is an awesome, great song. It's a great what? Song. Okay. Sublime, What I Got. I hate Sublime. I'm a, I'm a huge... But that's an awesome song. That's a great song. It is, but I'm, it is, but I'm a huge... I can't stand Sublime. You know why? Because they play it... Oh, my... <laughs> All right, our local radio station in Boston, 92.9, it literally plays at like every 12 o'clock every day. It's They play some Sublime. It's usually one of the two songs that they play. And they, they play it. Songs. Yeah, but there's only like two that they play on the radio. And they play those two songs all day, every day. And it's annoying and I can't stand it. WBC. I like Sublime, and this song should not be on the worst 13. Objectively, you can't. It 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 shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I'll be objective. It should not be. Yes. Go ahead. I think some like some kid born in 2001 made this list. Uh, Metallica Fuel, which, whatever. Um, Ah, but the opening is so good. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that. It's off a bad album, though. That's why, because it's off of, I think, Reload, right? Sir Mix a Lot, Baby Got Back. How dare they? That is. That is absurd. That's absurd. All Star by Smash Mouth. Now, listen, I kind of get it if you're annoyed by it and it's kind of a goofy, but it's again an upbeat anthem. Shrek, it made super popular in Shrek. Um, it's another one you hear at every event. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it on the bottom 13. I'll say that. No, at all. no, no. Uh, Mama number five. I think we, we can agree that's probably fine there. Yeah, that's on there. That's uh, Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. I don't see how that's Ooh. a bottom 13. I got um, it. Here you go. You ready to get really mad? You ready to get really mad? Uh, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. <laughs> At least it's not What's the Frequency, Kenneth, because that's a great song. <laughs> I feel like they just made this list to make people mad. Uh, Bittersweet yeah. Symphony by The Verve, an awesome well, song. Wait, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. That's considered like one of the... Get the fuck out of here. That's like one of the greatest songs ever made. Is it Cruel Intentions? What movie is that? Yes, it's Cruel Intentions. It's one of the greatest songs ever made. When he's dying. Right, this right? person doesn't know what they're talking about. If my brother uh, heard that, my oh, brother here, Here's would've... another one. As a Pats fan, you're going to get mad at this because this is uh, in regular rotation, or you used, used to be back in this time. Uh, song 2 by Blur. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, I feel like... The they used to play the kickoff that... a lot, I feel like. I feel like the person put that on there because it doesn't have a real name. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Primus, why don't Big Brown Beaver? I don't know if I know that song. Yeah, that's all right. Nirvana, yeah. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Usually okay. considered the best song of the 90s on many okay. lists. Okay, it's the, only the fucking song that kicked off an entire genre of fucking music that still kind of exists today. Yeah, it's, yeah, 
<laughs> Man, this song is trash. The simple fact that there are countless other Nirvana songs that are better. I won't tell them to you, though. Moreover, this song is often considered to be one of the best of all time, which is weird considering it's four chords and the lyrics make no sense. People love to talk about how much they like Kurt's message, but like what message? Anyway, the reason Nirvana rose to the top of the alternative pile of garbage of the 90s is considered important by this generation is for two reasons. Videos of the band performing look like an Instagram filter and Kurt Cobain killed himself. We're all assholes who love a poetic story. To the point who think, to the person who thinks this is the greatest of all time, we get it, bro. You're alt. Fuck you, Eric Sunderman, whoever you are. Oh, my God. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, he, he wasn't born in 2001. He was born in like 2010. Give me a break. What are you kidding me? Not only that, you also have the Weird Al cover, which is fantastic. Yes. It smells like Nirvana. Um, yeah. And the knockoff used by Diamond Dallas Page. That's right. Mm -hmm. He started That's when I went to the DDP yoga session. I think it was around this time, probably 2015, 2016. Um, so he does like his speech and then you do the yoga. So he starts with this. This is the first song he plays. And he's like, if you know, you know. You know, it's really funny. So I was like, <laughs> it was good. That was the I first song in his went. playlist. Yeah, yeah. I, I went with my mother-in-law because she's a big yoga. Um, she likes CDP yoga, and uh, she's like, "Oh, what is it?" You know, like, what's the joke? So I had to tell her, like, "Oh, this is what, this is what he meant by that." But um, that's awesome. I don't know if he still does those, but I recommend it. the The session was awesome. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. I have the I have his DVD. The I did it for a long time. I, I liked it a lot. Other what's it? Yoga for other guys. It was yoga something? for real guys, but then yeah. he rebranded it to DDP yoga. DDP I mean, it's yoga, like a. Yeah. Yeah, you know, million no, I like company it. now, but well, I mean, I liked it because yeah, it's it's different. It's not it's not your regular like downward dog and stuff like that. Like it's it's a good you know it's a good twist. So yeah, yeah, I like it. That's was that number one? Smells like Teen Spirit. They, they didn't. They, they were just oh, like thirteen that songs. That's they weren't numbered. Yeah, yeah. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Forget about friggin'. Even if you want to say, even if you want to say, you know what? I don't even know if I would say that. Maybe Lithium is a better Nirvana song, maybe, but no, it's like Teen Spirit is probably their best. All Apologies is a good song, but like, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of good ones. I just, I don't yeah. see an argument. But that's where like, like, that's, that's, that's basically, yeah. that's exactly, you know what that is? That's saying that She Loves You is a shit, is a shit tune. About a Girl is great. Yeah, About a Girl is um, great. Yeah. Dumb. Penny Royalty, that's a good song. Man of So the World um, is great. I mean, they got a lot of good ones. Yeah. Come As You Are is. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Anyway, so that's good garbage. So we had also talked about um, television shows that Rolling Stone has been recently mulling about. And they had a list that we kind of all poked and prodded at. Um, it's the top 100 song or top 100 TV shows of all time. We are not going to go over the top 100. Oh, okay. we're I was ready to settle in. I thought we were going to rip through all of them. We could if you want. No, we don't need to. I don't think anybody wants to listen to us talk about 100, uh, 100 television shows and where they fall. But we can talk about the top 10. I think the top 10 is good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could give me your thoughts. Um, I'll even say the top 11 because the, because I think you and I have talked about the top, the number 11 song, the number 11 okay. TV show, excuse me. Uh, succession is number 11. Mm. Now succession just wrapped up uh, big HBO show, just won a ton of uh, Emmys on the uh, Emmy show that just, that just was on this past week. Uh, I am 
first of all, I don't think the show should have been called Succession. I think it should have been called the Fuck Off Show because they said fuck off, <laughs> fuck off. Any other phrase, any other phrase in television history. They said it more than dragons in the uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> series. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's a great show. Like, it was one I wasn't watching originally live. Like, I, I, and I, it took me three times to get through the first episode. Like, and, and I'm talking like months, apart, maybe even a year apart. Like, I, wow. I watched like okay. the first like 20 minutes and then I, I would get interrupted and I'm like, eh, whatever. I wasn't that into it. Get into yeah. something else. And then I finally, yeah. I just needed something. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And I, I blew through two seasons, uh, three seasons, and I watched the final season. It was the only one I watched live. So I got up to four in time to that's, watch it. Um, that's the same way I did it, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a great show. Uh, uh, you know, it, it deserved the Emmys. I, 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 it bothers me a little bit that it shut out Better Call Saul on a lot of ones. Because to me, it's a joke that Better Call Saul was nominated like 53 times and never won any. Um, at the very least, Rhea Seahorn should have won one. I mean, if no one else and nothing else... She deserved at least one uh, because she's phenomenal as Kim Wexler. Like she should have. I, I think Sarah Snook was great in the last season of um, Ooh, Succession. But to me, I, I think Rhea. Uh, I was never really uh, Rhea Seahorn to me in, in that last scene, last season of Better Call Saul is like, yeah, another level of acting. Like, yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. The last season of Succession, I felt. Sarah Snook was terrible. I felt like mm. we actually have a joke in my house where all we do is walk around going, yeah, 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 because that's all she does the entire, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her storyline was so just confusing and weird with like, she's with the brother, she's not with the brother, she's on her own, she's with her husband, yeah. she's not with her husband. No, absolutely. I don't even think Rhea Seahorn was nominated for Best Actress, I don't think, for Better no, Call I think Saul. she might have been. I mean, she, was should, she? she was, they, she I mean, been. those last... Those last few alone, where she's in Florida and then on the bus, um, yeah. and then at the end, like, uh, it's a joke. I mean, she she's no. phenomenal in that entire series. Uh, Jonathan I, Banks as well as Mike Ermitra should have won I just, something. I just don't. I don't understand how. And this is funny because we're going to kind of gloss into the conversation mm -hmm. about the Emmy snubs. But like, I don't know how a show like Breaking Bad gets so many wins and nominations. Yeah. And you don't give one win to anybody for anything for an all for Better Call Saul, which granted, I don't know if I would put Better Call Saul on the same level as Breaking Bad, but I if would put it like, above at times. Yeah, there are. I, I there think are we've had times. this exact discussion already on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, we did. Well, we'll save it. But, <laughs> but I do two. think I do think there's an argument to be made. I, I think there's an I don't think it's a crazy argument. No. Number 10 is the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, now, did you ever, have you ever watched any episodes of, have you ever actually sat down and watched any episodes of Melee Tyler Moore? Not in a long time. I mean, I grew up again as my dad was a little bit older. Um, so he grew up all on like fifties, sixties. Like, so as a kid, you don't have many options, right? We, you know, so as yeah. a kid, I grew yeah. up on a steady diet of every show from that era, like, uh, right. Green Acres, Andy Griffith, um, Happy Days, like, like all that shit. Right. I mean, that was like. Anything that was on TBS, like all those shows they would air on TBS, Mr. Ed. Like, I mean, all that crap. Like, I grew up watching those endlessly. I grew up listening to Motown and, and oldies. Yep. And like, oh, that was my childhood. Yeah, everything Nick and Knight. So I know I've seen Mary Tyler Moore. I know I've seen The Honeymoon. Like, I saw that shit growing up for sure. Yeah. I haven't sat and rewatched it in 30 years, but um, I get it, you know. I think one of the cool things is uh, – well, it's cool in this, but it's obviously – sad but when betty white passed away 
uh, I don't know if it was just the algorithm on YouTube was starting to feed me a lot of her Sue Ann Nivens stuff from Mary Tyler Moore. And that was one of the one of the big things about Golden Girls is that she didn't want to play the Sue Ann Nivens role, which ended up being what Blanche was. And right. that was one of the things they said, well, we're not we're going to have you play this completely different character and everything. But I started watching a lot of these clips of like just Sue Ann Nivens on Mary Tyler. And it was funny as hell. Like it was yeah. funny. Like I'm laughing at it and I'm laughing out loud going, this is great. So no, Mary Tyler Moore, it had a lot of great, uh, obviously Ted Knight is on there. Um, I think one of the coolest things is Ed Asner winning. I believe he won an Emmy for both Mary Tyler Moore and for Lou uh or lou grant lou grant and and it and it's one of the he's one of the only characters to win an emmy for playing the same person in a comedy and then in a drama because like lou <laughs> right. grant was drama and so he won it for winning that so i think that's kind of cool um and then of course like cloris leachman's on there mm -hmm. uh valerie harper i mean it's just it was a huge huge group yeah. of I, I would have no argument i mean i don't i don't know enough about it it's like yeah. Again, and not to get back to wrestling, but whatever you tell me, like Bruno's top ten, right? And I haven't seen a ton of Bruno, but I know he's yeah. top ten. Like that's to me is like Barry Tyler Like I, I get sure. it. You don't need to convince me. I don't need to see it. I just, I know it's top ten. Well, I mean, now this is something that um, I haven't watched. I think I only watched like the first season of, but like Atlanta, everybody loves Atlanta. Atlanta's ranked here on number nine, and yeah, I haven't uh, watched it. D'Amato talks about it all the time. Um, my brother watches it and talks about it all the time as well. I mean, it's a, it's a totally different donald glover which is kind of cool because you know he was in community he was in community and everybody loved right. him as you know in community so it's kind of cool because he's i guess it's still considered a comedy but it's kind of one of those like dramedies i feel like yeah uh, i think but, so yeah. yeah but that's also another one i feel nine like. feels high but again i don't i don't i don't know enough of. I yeah nine feels it, really so. high i mean overall like of course throughout the course i mean we're talking about throughout the course of television history so, right. yeah, so let's get through these top eight and we'll see what got left out and what, what should have been over it. And this is everything, eight. right? This isn't as drama. This is everything. I mean, well, you have to tell more. So it's yeah. everything. Okay. So this is, so number eight is Cheers. Yeah. Now, I know Pete Winson is a huge Cheers fan. Cheers so, should be number one. Cheers should be number one in, in all of our Boston, uh, you know, yeah. era. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Cheers is great. Um, again, another show that just constantly spawns yeah. things, you know, whether it's memes or other characters i mean kelsey grammer went on and made and he made he went and made his own entire whole career yeah personally Empire. i feel like a better better show too is frazier i feel but i mean that's just me but uh yeah yeah and i then, think cheers um i mean there's some i think they would argue it's even higher uh we'll yeah. see what's what's to come i think if you did this list in like 2000 it's probably number one or i just think there's been so much good tv since um that, that's yeah. just kind of passed it not on its own not nothing it did right it's just other stuff has been really yeah. great I know Aaron uh, George rewatched it over the last few years, and he said it it's like tremendous. He's like it holds up, everything is fantastic, and cheers. the cast is is awesome. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah, it's got the great Woody Harrelson in there. Number seven is Mad Men. I will admit I have never fully watched Mad Men. I only watched like the first. I don't know. Five I've never or six seen any episodes. of it. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't that impressed. I mean, for me, for it to be, and I know it's great, but compared to like other shows, yeah. You know, I get it more than Atlanta. Like for shows I haven't seen, I would say yeah. like I could see Batman is so critically acclaimed and was was a real. Again, I hate to keep bringing it back to this. I think like I have been all night, but like 
that was like a real cultural show. Like, I mean, you couldn't turn around. Right. I heard about Mad Men for like a four or five year stretch, right? Everyone but, said watch Mad Men. Yeah, I don't hear that as much with Atlanta, right? Like, I mean, no. I have one friend that talks about it. Mad Men, like everyone was talking about for a long time. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And so it made John Hamm a, a star, right? So It did. And and you know what's cool about it is that I think everything John Hamm has done since has been fantastic. Right. I love John Hamm on everything else he does. It's just, I never, the few Even times. the Larry seen, David movie? Absolutely. Dad, come on, you don't like that movie? It was a good movie. movie Clear History. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, it was a good uh, movie. What's the name of the car that they build? Do you remember? You don't remember. Yeah. Nice segue, though. Number six is Seinfeld. That I feel like six. Come on, six. Well, I, mean, I got to see what the top five are before I get too pissy. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. it it's, uh, I'm guessing no, most of what's, uh, is it the number one six? Is it the number one comedy, at least? No, no. Okay. No, how many comedies funny. are coming ahead of it? Uh it's two. I'll say two. And you'll know why I say two is kind of mm-hmm. weird, but you'll see you'll see why. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's to uh, me, it probably should be like top three, but I'm fine with the top six. I mean, whatever. well, I'm gonna piss you off right now because number five is Fleabag. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, like again, I haven't seen it. I know people talk highly of it. This to me screams like uh victim of like the moment like oh this was a real hot yeah. show right now we gotta put some current stuff in to seem cool but you can i mean historically 30 years from now like seinfeld is still gonna be on comedy central and tbs and and dominate pop culture fleabag is not i've never had one person not to go all bill simmons but i've never had one person come up to me and say oh you gotta have you seen fleabag like seinfeld i've quoted seinfeld about 40 times a day for 35 years you know what i mean yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, like, and everyone does it, that. If you grew up in the again, these people probably didn't grow up in the era, but like, if you grew up in the '90s, you couldn't turn a corner without a Seinfeld quote or comment or joke. Like, it was national news. Everything to do exactly. Seinfeld. Exactly. Can you pause for like one second? I'm not editing the video. Of this, so you pause for a sec. We're back. Go ahead. That's fine. Uh, okay, so number four on this is uh, The Wire. Now, I've watched part of The Wire. It was one of those, it was, <laughs> this is great. The Wire was one of the shows that I tried to watch to help save my marriage because <laughs> I was like, because I had heard a comedian one time. I think it was, God, was it, uh, I forget which, it was a female comedian, but she's like, you ever been in a relationship that you didn't break up with because you guys were watching a TV show? <laughs> I was so you like, started that? And I started, well, we had started The Wire kind of like around the time that we were starting to like go to marriage counseling. And I was like, let's watch this show, The Wire. And I was like, maybe we'll just watch this and we can stick around for another four years watching this uh, show. But uh, no, The Wire was great. Uh, I didn't finish it because I got divorced. No, I didn't didn't finish it because it was just one of those where I started. I feel like I need to watch The Wire. I need to watch Oz. Uh, Oz is not in the top five. Or top four. I've never seen either of those either. Um, I won't debate the wire. Like I know it's on every list. See, that's one that makes sense to me. It's on every list all the time. People are talking about it constantly. People reference it. They talk like people I know talk about it being their best show. So like to me, that I'm fine with that inside the top five, even though I haven't seen it. Versus something like Fleabag or whatever. Well, one of the cool things is that Michael B. Jordan's on it as a kid, right? And you see Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, like he's a little kid, and you're like, oh my god, that's so funny to see. So that's kind of cool. Uh, number three is Breaking Bad, which we've talked about yeah. in, in great detail. Uh, again, I, I yes, I think here I have a question for you. I was talking about this the other day. Um, 
Do you think Brian Cranston got stopped at like airports and grocery stores? And like, do you think Brian Cranston lost his anonymity before Walter White or after Walter White? I would say after um, for the general public. I would say before yeah. for like maybe kids and families that might have watched Malcolm in the Middle probably yeah. identified him. But yeah. for the general population, I would say probably um, after. But I, I don't know. Breaking Bad early on, though, wasn't like a big critical success, right? Or or I should say critical said, but a lot like a big uh, – it didn't do big numbers, I don't think, till later, right? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I, think I don't think it was like a commercial hit or anything. Yeah, I no, I don't think it was until pr- maybe halfway through the first season, or because it's because it's a it's a it's a weird premise. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. dark pre- it's a dark premise, you know. And that's one so of the that things was number, I think that was number three. You said that was number three. And I think one of the reasons why I loved it is because of the premise. It was like you knew he had a time limit, and you knew right. he had this like time limit to do everything. So that was what I thought was kind of cool. Um, and also, it's just uh, much like the. I'll tell you this later. I'll say I'll save this this other part for it later. So number two, is... well, hang on, because the cool thing about Breaking Bad not only does he have that limited time, the entire show, which spans what six seasons, and in real time took like eight years to play out, is one year of time in the show, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, how yeah. much plays out in that one year? It's nuts. Yeah. It's just like it's just how... what fortieth birthday to his forty, whatever it is. It's like that one year because yeah. it starts like... with his birthday, and then he's alone. The, the next year at the diner for well, his next birthday. Yeah, it's is it fifty one to fifty two? It's something think, like that. Yeah. He makes the bacon, I think, into a two yeah, fifty two, yeah. and that was yeah. what his wife did the previous year was fifty one. Yeah, so it is. It's all yeah. within a it's year. One year. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love it. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, and I, for people that have not watched it, um, I've yelled at Pete so many times because he's like, I can't get through the first episode, and I was like. He's gonna do it. Episode is like a freaking nuclear bomb. It's so good, right? But if you get through, if you get through them um, chopping up uh, Crazy Eight and and putting them through the the drain, <laughs> then I think you're good. You're gonna get through that. If you get to that point, you're in. I I came across. I think it was on like a you know there was a rerun of it on on AMC, and it's the part where he sees the plate and he figures out that there's the missing piece yeah. of the plate. That's like, what is that? The second? Is that the second episode? I think. I think it's is the, it, or one, the yeah. first. It's like, it's so good. Like, he just, he picks all the pieces and he just figures it up. Yeah. No, that's, please. No, please. It, I understand why this is number three, uh, but I'm going to have some issues with it when we start talking well, about like, oh, I'm assuming season. one of the big ones is number one or two. That, yeah. Another HBO it's, show. It's, okay. not, it's number one. So, number two okay. is The Simpsons. Yeah. Which. Iconic. I said this was like a comedy slash sitcom. Uh, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I have been almost my entire life, the entire run of the show. Uh, I still watch it even to this day, you know, and <coughs> I think that while people have knocked the middle seasons so much, I don't think they're as bad if people went back and rewatched them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I think that once the movie came out, they started really putting back in effort into like the storylines and the scripts and the show's fantastic i think now and it, it connects i mean my son has gotten into it recently kind of found it on his own we watched the movie a couple weeks ago and he liked it and he watches the episodes on disney plus so it still like connects on a ge- generational level um you know I, I still remember when when uh fxx picked it up when they launched and they ran yeah. the marathon oh, that yeah. was like all t- i mean that so reignited good. my because i grew up as a big fan like i yep. i watched yep. it from the yep. early 90s up until probably 
halfway through college, maybe. So like like 99, 2000. Um, And even after that, I would still watch it. But that was like my, I'm watching it every week time. Um, And when that marathon hit, I remember texting my cousin, who I don't talk to a ton, but we grew up really close. And like, he was a diehard. I remember messaging him being like, are you watching this marathon? Because it brought back so much nostalgia that first season is like, you know, some of my first two seasons, whatever it is, like a Homer at the bat, uh, yep. the monorail, like, like just all those episodes, right? Michael Jackson, yep. like just all those came flooding back. Um, yeah, this is how great and nostalgic they are. So, and and I think they're getting credit for longevity, um, obviously on this list as well. I think I'd probably have it behind Breaking Bad and Seinfeld. I think, um, but I think I think top five to me makes sense for this show for sure. I'm glad yeah. it's ahead of Fleabag. <laughs> um, yeah, right. But well, and you know what? It's not ahead of. Because, and I'm sure you can guess. Uh, do you want to take a guess? Do you want to take a stab at it? <laughs> I can only guess as a show that features a man called Polly Walnuts, uh, called The Sopranos. I would guess that's right. I would say from North Caldwell, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I no. think it's, I mean, it's fine at number one. I know there's always an argument between that, Breaking Bad, The Wire, between the three of those. I think those should probably be the top three on this list, um, in some order, I'm guessing, but uh. Yeah, I mean, Sopranos, I didn't watch it until like two years ago. So I was way behind. I got really? obsessed with it immediately. I flew through oh, it. Wow. Um, I, I went all in. I got the book. I listened to the podcast. Like, so I got all in on it. Um, but yeah, I didn't get into I tore my Achilles in the summer of 2021. And mm. I, I'm like, all right, I'm finally going to watch it. Because I had a week after the surgery. We were just literally doing nothing. Um, so I went through my wife a joke from upstairs. Like, I keep hearing that fucking song. Like, I must have watched like 13 episodes in like the first two days um because it's whatever like i know that else to do and i got into it yeah. uh so yeah i i i had only seen ironically enough i had seen the finale because everyone was talking about it so much i it watched really, it so yeah. i knew yeah. how it ended before yeah i watched the show um the only other one i had ever seen was uh i was visiting scott and uh dr g in connecticut and they they watched it live and i was there on a sunday night so they were like oh we're gonna watch the Prados. that's the one where Vito got caught blowing the guy Oh, uh, yeah. security guard or so i'd seen that episode those those are like the only two i'd ever seen uh, before i watched it so that was my view of the show going in i know we can't um, have them on social club anymore i mean that is that's so that was one of the, so i obviously have been a i watched i think 99 of it live like as it was happening um right. maybe the first season i had on dvd and then i watched it and then we every every i immediately was like i gotta get hbo because this is like right. the show's fantastic uh I remember when Pete had never watched it and I said to Pete, I was like, we should, he said, we should do a Patreon of us live watching the Sopranos. And I was like, okay. And then he went and watched the Sopranos and I was like, dude, but he went from never having watched it to being like, this show is amazing to now. That's all we yeah, talk he's about. Like, is the Sopranos. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's the same thing. And it's just, like and I, it's- I messaged Demod, I mean, we got a chat just about Sopranos, but you're in there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I talked to Demod, like I'll send him quotes all the time. Like, so it's yeah, yeah it's taken over for me too. And I've I've only watched it through once. I know people have watched it dozens of times, but oh sure, um, I'm on. I think I think I've done my. I think I'm on seven rewatches yeah, of it all. So. I'm sure I'll I go mean, through it again the, at some point. But one of the things I will say that has always bothered me about it upon multiple rewatches is some of the cuts are really mm. weird when they go to like yeah. different scenes but when you watch it like once you don't realize that it's it's watching it seven times like you know when you right, see right. so the times. only one i noticed that was weird is when they, when they do that weird freeze frame on carmella that one time when she's at the school or whatever they're like <laughs> freeze and then go out um yeah yeah so i think it's a fitting number one i mean it's I, I this is what i thought you meant when you said it's kind of a comedy because honestly 
I think there's an argument to be made as more of a comedy than a fucking oh, yeah. drama. Oh, it's a very um, unintentional. It's, it's just like it's just like I always say, Goodfellas. Is I don't know if it's even unintentional. I think it's written as a comedy in a lot of spots. Like, I, there's a lot of really funny shit in there that I think yeah. is is written. And now I think part of it is the source material. I think old Italian dudes by nature are just fucking ridiculously stupid and funny. Um, so I think that's like part of it. I just think that the way they talk and act is naturally comedic. So I think that plays a role in it. Um, <laughs> I just remember from the uh, PTVN Christmas play this year when Damano's playing Pat Patterson, and at one point he goes, Sacre bleu, where is me, mama? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. With my mama. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, and you can tell when I watched it because the, the Christmas play the year before, if you go back and listen to 2022, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing is like all Sopranos shit all through it. Like, the, the whole thing, if you go back and listen to that, it's all Soprano stuff. Uh, like, because so I was good. watching it during when I was doing that play um i mean i think for like three or four days after we would watch the sopranos brian and I, my brother and i would walk around the house and be like hey hey, also funny. hey Bobby, it's our italian well, and it, like, as as italian heritage italian like anyway there's an extra there's an extra part to it right that connects hey. with you yeah. um because you lived a lot of it not, not made the mob yeah. stuff but like a lot of the stuff at home and the way livia and talks to tony and like Absolutely. The way Carmela talks, like all that yeah. stuff, is is dead yeah. on. I no. mean, it helps that they had a true blood Italian and Gandolfini, you know, in the role. But um, yeah, a lot of it resonates, you know. So one of the things I wanted to compare um, Breaking Bad and Sopranos with on that is the descent into evil that Walter White and Tony Soprano right. take. Because if you remember that first season. Tony still has a little bit of a kind of a nice guy edge towards him. Like he's not, he's not a total piece of shit. And I feel like that's how Walt is up until like Walt's transition into Heisenberg is like Tony's transition into like the boss. And it's right. like, once Tony fully becomes the boss and like, you know, especially like after the friggin' shooting when, you know, Junior's now in whatever jail, protective custody, whatever yeah. he's in. Like Tony becomes a fucking maniac, and um, right. you look at all the the killings that he did, and just the the justifications he had for the people he murdered and stuff. It's just it's crazy. I always go back to the, and I know David Chase was interviewed, and they asked if Ralph killed Piomai, and he <laughs> yeah. said yes, he did. And I still don't think he did. I don't. Think oh, he, he definitely did. did. He definitely did. He's a piece of I shit. I don't he think he did. did. I've watched it so many times. I don't think he, he did. did. And I think that Tony just Tony just assumed he did, and then he killed him over it, and it was just. It was so. No, he, yeah, he was gonna kill me the way, but I think he killed. I think he, he killed the uh, horse. No, I know the horse. Um, horse. But the uh, but the, the great thing with Walter White is, to me, and I, I think we've talked about this too. But everything everything he did could be justified, and to me, he doesn't turn into an irredeemable character until he shoots Mike, because that's one that yeah. while Mike is is a bad guy, at the end of the day, he he didn't need to do that, and that was like the one real guy he killed. For yeah. like no reason. Now there's other bad stuff he does. Like I, I don't remember the timeline exactly and where it all falls, but like poisoning Brock. That, that might be yeah. after, that might be around that time. That was bad. And then um the uh having Jesse kill Gail. Um yeah. to me, those are like the real point and overturn for him. But the Mike one is like yeah. where he really just is the first time he kills someone with no reason to yes. do he's just like turned into like a madman. Yeah. Uh, when he kills Mike, because he just didn't need to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, he could have let and, Mike walk away and all would have been good. Right. 
Yeah, because they were doing fine with the uh, um, pest control stuff. So, yeah. But the uh, <clears throat> so that and then same with Tony. I, I think like the Tony, like you said, in season one would never have killed Christopher. You know, I guess you should no. put spoiler warning over this, but whatever. Shows twenty something years old. Um, but like I, the Tony of season one wouldn't have done that, right? So that's that's one of it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think. Looking at this list, I think Kirby Enthusiasm should be in the top 10. Um, I would take out Fleabag if a Kirby Enthusiasm in there. Yeah, so if uh, we start looking at some like notable omissions. Uh, where's Curb? Curb? Let me see if I can find where Curb is, if it's even on the list. It's number 39. See, that's bullshit. I, I mean, to me, Curb is like a top three sitcom. I mean, if you want to put Cheers, Seinfeld, uh, if you want to put something like Frasier or well, whatever. But I, Curb's got to be on that, up, that, up there. I mean, you know what I found really funny is that Things like um, like but Better Call Saul's number thirty two, which is kind of all like, right. At least it made the fucking list. No, nah, I mean I get it, I get it. Like I, I was worried it wasn't even on the list. So top thirty two, like I'm okay 50, with. I guess top fifty is is yeah. good enough. But like you know, Parks and Recreations is number thirty. That I feel is like kind of low. Um, I mean, this list had things like Sesame Street, uh, Roots, Mash, Freaks yeah, and I Geeks. Guess there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, Star Trek is number twenty two. I know. It's like Star Trek is either like you're a fan or you're not. But I mean, it was cutting edge television when it was out, right. uh, at least the first series, you know. So to me, like when you look at the vast expanse of all TV, if it's including stuff like Sesame, like all TV. Yeah. Top 100 is still like the top half percent. Still, probably. Yeah, it's still good. So yeah. you're still talking elite. Like so like to me, yeah. Better Call Saul is the 39th best show of all time Yeah, is like. Yeah, that's still fine. I mean, that to me, that's still elite level TV. Shout out to uh, Jeopardy being number fifty. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I mean, you probably should be higher uh, too. The number one hundred show is what we do in the shadows. I feel that that is very, very too low, way too low. That should be in the top twenty, if you want my opinion. I fucking love that show. Uh, was Saturday Night Live? Is that up there? That's gonna be up there. Saturday Night Live was in the twenties. I think Saturday Night Live might yeah. have been like. Or 18, Saturday Night Live's 18, 30 Rocks number 20, All in the Family number 22, which I thought was kind of weird. See, I, I love 30 Rock, but I would not have that above. I would not have that 10 to 20 spots above Curb and Parks and Rec. No. I mean, like, no. it's great, but like to me, those two no. should be out. Where's The Office? Ugh, who gives a shit? Um, no, I know. I'm just I know, I'm but that's going to be higher. I'm guessing that's top 20. 34. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. Is, I, I'm okay with it, but I'm surprised that usually these lists have that really high. Um, I like I would have turned like, over the office. I like Parks and Rec being over the office, which is I'm really okay good. with that too. I yeah. just think I think Curb should be over the office as well. Yeah, no, Curb is Curb should not be. What did I say it was? Thirty nine. It should not be thirty nine. It's just Barry on there. Um, is ooh, Barry should be. I oh, haven't finished yet. I'm like I have like six, six episodes left. Barry is not. Oh wow. That surprises me. Mm. But Barry was also kind of like new, I think, maybe too new. But like Arrested Development. The fucking here. Fleabag is on there. Like, isn't that yeah, like last year? Yeah. Yeah, Fleabag was last year. Yeah. I like Arrested Development on here. I don't know. I don't know. The last two seasons kind of kill Arrested Development, but that's me. Um, yeah, but it's fantastic early. It is. is yeah. um, trying to think of another one I had in my top of mind now. I forgot. Um, we got like Oz is on here, number ninety nine. Um, Rick is uh, Friday. Is Friday Night Lights on there? Yeah, Friday Night Lights was on here. What was Friday Night Lights? Um, hold on, 
It was in the top 50, I think. No, that's good. Yeah, number 28. Yeah. Yeah, so Friday Night Lights, which I never watched Friday Night Lights. Is it really that oh, good? Oh, that's what you should watch. Yeah, that's really good. You should watch it. Yeah. Okay. The one, this one shaky season, I think it's two, it's two or three. There's one kind of weird season, but um, if you like young Michael B. Jordan, you'll like that. Uh, I think it's great. I mean, it. I was super into it when I watched it. It was really good. I'm kind of pissed. Veep is 13. Wow. Like, if you want my opinion, Veep is in the top 10. Yeah, but I would say top 13 is a win on this. I would have guessed maybe back end. I can't. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is a win. It is a win on this list. But like, I would almost say like, and I'm not. And again, and I haven't watched Atlanta. So maybe I'm completely wrong on this. But I don't know if Atlanta should be in the top 10. I just I don't. You know, I know it's. Yeah. I know people like it, but it's not. It's not fucking deep. To me, I would have Curb, Curb above it because I think Curb is like. I think they're missing the brilliance of Curb within this. They are. Um, but the biggest thing I will say about Curb is the first couple, the first season at yeah. least, is kind of like, you know, the lows. You know, we've had this conversation, but the lows yeah, of yeah. Curb are low, like to me. Like I get it. Like the ones that miss, miss. Um, I, I'm glad they rewarded Veep for the consistency because it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but and like, they stick but the like, landing. But Curb, Curb, Curb is like exponentially leaps and mounds better once he gets divorced yeah oh yeah, Cheryl. Like, yeah. it's just it's like a completely new show and it's so much but there's better. a couple of great seasons before that as well oh yeah no there are it's just i'm saying it's like it's just you know but it's not uh, a 2 and 0 on there top 100 which one 902 and 0 probably not uh 902 and noso is on the list but i don't know if you knew that oh it's news to me to me. Uh, what the hell? Uh, I lost the friggin' link now. No, it's probably it not. Uh, it's, it's got. A, I'm. I'm gonna. Say, it, you know what it is? Like you have to search for. Uh, you have to search like top fifty. No. Yeah. Beverly Hills is not. Wow. I didn't think so. I didn't think it would. Wow. Been. That's crazy though. Oh, Barry is in here. Barry's at fifty-two. I, th- I was gonna say it's gonna be on there. Yeah, Barry's in there. Yeah. The UK office is fifty-three. Um, ER is fifty-four. Like that's ER was great. For like 56 communities, 56. Get the hell out of here. Is friends on there? <clears throat> um I, I yeah, mean, friends. I shouldn't say that. I know it's on there. Where is it? Yeah. Um, let me see. I was never a big friends fan. I, I never really watched it all. I almost want to go back and watch friends like from the start. I feel like people that love friends really fucking love friends. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is I never watched friends, but I feel like I want to because it has to be good. Number 49. So yeah. Wow, it's right behind. It's right behind Jeopardy, which I watch Jeopardy every day. So <laughs> that's my, yeah, that's Jeopardy, my feeling. Yeah. That feels low for Jeopardy. Yeah. But like, I think it's the, I think it's the, it's at least in the top 50, I think it's the only uh, technically like game show. Game show. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, you could throw like. Um, I'm sure Wheel of Fortune is going to be on there, right? Yeah. That's probably. the only other one I would assume is top. top I, I would say, I was going to say uh, Price is Right. Because prices, yeah, price. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So that's uh, hey, listen, that's the Rolling Stone, and again, this is Rolling Stone. That top 10 is not awful. I, I think it's stupid, just a couple, whatever stupid metric they use to grade movies. That top, top that top 10 wasn't bad. That was the that was the best of the three top tens <laughs> or top yes. the, the 10 list we, we did. I would yeah. say, uh, just a couple misses. That's all, yeah, yeah. And again, it's misses, I think, because and I watched Fleabag, it, it was good, but it's not. Top five it's of all time? No. Over Seinfeld? I mean, no, come on. It's certainly not. No, it's certainly not that good. I mean, 
Jesus, what we do in the shadows was better than Fleabag. So, and that's number 100. So with that being said, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, JT, would you like to plug anything? I mean, you kind of already plugged, I think a lot, right? No, actually, no, that was, that was earlier. You plugged stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Just check out our North South Connection. Uh, Subscribe everywhere on audio. If you're listening to this, um, we have a lot of cool content. We get different stuff on video. Um, it's, it's a lot of it's wrestling based. A lot of it's list based countdowns. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Gray and I right now are counting down every WrestleMania match ever, all 402 in short format. So they're all 45 to 60 seconds. Um, you can find them on YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Instagram, and our Facebook page. Um, yeah. And then again, we have other other stuff too. It could drop it every day. So just follow us on social, subscribe, and you won't miss any of it. Excellent. Uh, you can also you can always hear me on. Uh, obviously, the North South Connection Podcast Network, a la carte, every other Friday drops, um, as well as uh, you can hear me on X position when it pops up on the Jenny position. Uh, you should mm-hmm. check out everything. I always love to I always love to plug stuff for Jenny because I love her shit so much. I love uh, talking docs, you know, and, and I'm not on talking docs. So, I, you know, I'd say I love exposition, but I'm on exposition all the time. So but uh, and then, of course, every other or every week you can hear me with my BFF and the whole wide world, Petey Winston on GFA Live. And uh, just uh, check me out on the or artist formerly known as Twitter at Flounder824 if you have any questions, comments, concerns. And uh, JT, thank you so much for joining me this week. It was always a pleasure. It's even better to see you in video format on YouTube. So leave a comment, subscribe, uh, you know, give us a thumbs up because yeah, shout out know, my awesome uh, Stewie Dan shirt that Josh Fitcher bought me. Yeah, Be- Deacon Blues. I love it. And I'm wearing my Mega Man 2 shirt that i have which has all of his power level game yeah mm-hmm. a great game so i have it on the thank switch you so much thank you so much for joining me on a la carte and we'll see you real soon take care bye-bye bye-bye don't sing if you want to live long they have no use for your song you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead and out of this world You'll never get a second chance Plan all your moves in advance Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead Stay dead and out of this world Run fast, don't stand in the sun There's too much work to be done You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead, 